Welcome back to Closer Mentality. I'm your host, Julia Mellett. To begin this week, think about an experience you've had where you were being coached. It may have been in a sports setting, or maybe it was as part of a team for a job. How was the culture of that group, and how did the individual in charge of coaching lead? Was there a mental skills component that was factored into the eventual success or failure of that project? If that situation occurred as part of a sports team, was the result winning? If it was as part of a group project or job performance, was the result a passing grade or a closed deal? Now, think of a time when you were leading, when people were relying on you and your expertise. What qualities did you exhibit and did your team achieve success? Today, I brought in JT Heenan to talk about democratic coaching behaviors and how to lay the groundwork for success in team settings. Heenan's background is in teaching. He received bachelor's and master's degrees from West Virginia University in elementary and special education. While working with the WVU baseball team, he realized that his passion for sport didn't have to come through putting on a jersey and camping out behind the plate. While at open tryouts for the team, Heenan, a catcher, was spotted by head coach Randy Mazie, but not because of his statistics. I was actually picking up trash when coach Mazie was like, hey, do you want to come back tomorrow? I was like, yeah, of course. So I came back and I asked him, I was like, you want, like, I, they, I literally caught every guy and they were like, they were like, they like gave me a round of applause in a practice, I remember, because I don't think they thought I'd ever come back. <laughs> they like, I caught for like four straight hours. And then I kept asking him and then I think like the third day I was like, I'm just going to keep showing up until you tell me otherwise. You know, I think it was more of what do I have to offer? And I think what I kind of showed that I had to offer was I just was going to show up and work really hard. So like, the conversation at one point went from like do we want him around to like how what role can we give JT so I, at one point they were like like I think I, I had a legitimate chance for a little bit to be like a like a player like to play like to actually get on the field and then they realized that wasn't that good and then I think for a while there they were like well maybe we make him like a like a student manager and like do some per like the BAPS program and all that stuff which was starting to, like like video and analysis and then at one point, like we ended up being in a situation where um, we needed catchers. Um, so they were like, yeah, like you can stick around and, you know, just keep adding to the team and catch bullpens. And, you know, that was, I was like, yeah, I'd love to do that. His experience the next season dealt with on-campus recruiting. The program was looking for ways to enhance the atmosphere for potential recruits. And they placed Heenan, who they hadn't even actually recruited, in charge. Along the same lines, Heenan was also in charge of baseball camps for potential recruits. This gave him a unique opportunity to figure out what kind of coaching atmosphere the potential Division I athletes were looking for. So I went from like having no idea with how recruiting works to this is the experience you need to provide for a player when they decide to come on a visit. When a performance consultant spoke to his summer ball team Heenan was a part of, he realized that the realm of sports psychology was an area of baseball coaching that had been overlooked. But he introduced me to the side of like, whole, wait, there's a whole nother layer to this. It's not just like I, I was the most negative person I think ever on the baseball field. Like I, you know, cause you, you'd use that as a defense mechanism. It's like in your, I think probably in your genes to like tell yourself, Hey, I'm not going to have success here. So then the letdown isn't as bad. Um, but if you can rewire that where your uh, self talks more positive, your um, what your readings more positive, you're surrounding yourself with people who um, bring better energy. And like, additionally, you're, the information that you're taking in is going to benefit you to become a better player. It becomes a lot easier. From that point on, Heenan decided that he was going to prioritize the mental side of sport. 
he set out to read every book and consume every piece of content that existed on the impact of the mental game. He taught himself motivation styles and sought to implement them when he received an assistant coaching position at Salem University, a Division II school in West Virginia. Heenan's work specifically with pitchers and catchers translated into picking up the intricacies of the game and then teaching his student-athletes at Salem how to best perform using those mental tools. When he was promoted to head baseball coach the following year, he created a system of verbal cues that allowed the student-athletes to refocus in times of strife. Our dialogue is you have green and red light routines. Um, so like green, like I said, a green light routine is your go routine. So whenever you're doing well, so like the biggest, like you said, pitchers, like they'll, like there's pitchers who have like a mark on their hat because they always touch the same spot. Um, like it, it just gives them that like comfortability of like, this is what I do when I'm going well. So like we do, when we do it at Salem, it's the only thing we require is one deep breath. So as a hitter, it could be stare at your bat, take a breath. It could be kick some dirt. I, I could care less, um, but just some sort of routine and then. Every player has a red light routine as well when they need to stop. So the only thing I require is two deep breaths. But like I think like the famous ones are like Evan Longoria looked at the third base or the the foul pole, mm -hmm. uh, the yeah. right field foul pole. Um, Aaron Judge picks up dirt. Some guys take their helmet off. You know, like you said, pitchers sometimes they'll take their glove and put it on their you know their non throwing hand. I don't consider those superstitions. I consider those like, hey, this is me getting reset and taking you know. It's a routine that helps me get back to where I need to be. Prioritizing the mental side of the game from a coaching standpoint created a team atmosphere that Heenan hadn't seen anywhere else. It allowed him to essentially recreate the wheel by combining the knowledge he had gained from books, podcasts, and his time at West Virginia into a constructive game plan that was successful because of its ties to sports psychology principles. When he looks at the athletes he now works with, they come to him from his work at WVU primarily but those in the minor league system now bring their teammates, and Heenan's circle of influence grows. Chase Illig, who catches in the Yankees organization, and Michael Grove, who now pitches in the Dodgers organization, are both recent WVU alumni. It shows that the guys who really work hard, like, you know, like Chase Illig and, you know, like Michael Grove, who I, I you know, work with still now, you know, and they're, they just work their tails off. And it's, it's good to see that, hey, if you work hard, you know, it, it'll pay off. But... Um, you know, it's good to have them in your corner, especially from like, they come, they'll come to our practices and stuff at Salem. And, you know, it's pretty easy to kind of teach guys stuff whenever you got a guy who's going to be a major leaguer telling them, Hey, you should do this. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's just all because of their hard work. I'm, I'm lucky that I get to even just be around those guys. I, I feel I'm, I'm confident in building community, but we had a, we had a community of guys. that was like, I looked around, I was like, Holy cow, like these guys are all pro and like advanced college players. And like there was high school guys in there too. I mean, but at first I was giving lessons to five-year-olds, and then I like turned around and was like, I was like, like at one point there was like it was like eight pro guys, like six Power Five college baseball players, and like four high school guys were all coming to hit with me. I was like, wow, like I, I'm grateful for this, you know. Heenan credits the book "What Drives Winning" by Brett Ledbetter as laying the groundwork for his own process. The three things that every elite program does is they reinforce character first, then they reinforce process, and then they reinforce results. So they teach character, they teach process, and then they teach results. When Heenan went to implement that process on his team at Salem, he had to find a way to superimpose Ledbetter's teachings on those college players without feeling like he was being too autocratic in his coaching style. You are required to spend anywhere from 2 to 20 minutes a day to make you better that makes us better. So like you as a person, not you as a player, you as a person, because how we define accountability is don't talk about it, be about it. So I talk about all the time 
how our, you know, our culture and is connecting people and that like we do things to make us better. Well, if our players physically aren't like taking the time to make themselves better, which makes us better, then I'm not being accountable. So then we all pay the price. Holding a group like Heenan has accountable takes a battle-tested process and a significant buy-in. He uses the acronym PACE with his team to drive his points home. The P is positivity, which stands for being an adder. So how that either I believe either you add or subtract, you don't meet in the middle. So like every environment they're in, they should add. Um, and I truly feel so like if you're if you're picking up trash, you're adding value. If you're sitting there feeling sorry for yourself and you're not playing, you're not adding value. You know, if you strike out, that's fine. If you throw your helmet, you're obviously taking, you know, you're subtracting. So, um, and then uh, a accountability, which is the A and pace is don't talk about it, be about it. So obviously you say something, you're, you better do it. Um, and then again, it's like, look, I have to give you expectations and rewards and then consequences. If you don't follow them, we all have to pay the price. It's kind of the way we do it. Um, and then communications, intentional body language and dialogue. So how we determine that is the dialogue part is you're not allowed to complain. You can't make excuses. We don't allow it in our program. Uh, if you make an excuse or a complaint, you must have three solutions, um, which I got that from John Gordon's No Complaining Rule, as you can imagine. There's no complaining in that book. And then energy is never let circumstance dictate behavior. So with just that side of it is, like I said, if we're winning or losing by 10, um, you know, you're the same person. You're still going to act the same. So I'm going to be loud and yell the whole time and have a lot of fun. But if you're a quieter guy, you shouldn't be, you know, I don't expect you to be me but you better match me, if that makes sense. You better match my energy in your own way. Along with Pace, Keenan also has a few ground rules about how he coaches his team to success. For example, everyone has to be on and off the field in 60 seconds and hit their green light routines when up and their red light routines when down in the count. For pitchers, each has to say three to five words between pitches, and the time between pitches is 12 seconds. During team meetings, Salem baseball players are expected to be actively listening and taking notes. Keenan says that the process of watching these players buy into the new culture was exciting. You know, bad teams, nobody leads, obviously. Um, good teams, coaches lead. So I think I feel confident in my leadership skills just because I have great people around me. And also I know that I'm, I'm always going to be learning something. I, have to, I don't think there's anything wrong with saying that, that like, hey, I know that I'm confident in my leadership skills. But I think where we took it to the next level was players started taking ownership of each other. Heenan also said that at first, his players were all-in, but they weren't bought-in. The quote, all-in players were extrinsically motivated by the status of being a baseball player, by posting pictures in their jerseys and playing in games for their school, but they didn't necessarily believe in Heenan's process. But he wanted to foster a culture where 100% of his team was working toward a collective win. Only then was he convinced that the full team was, quote, bought-in. I, I, there was never a point where I was like, well, these guys aren't going to do what they're supposed to do but you know the reality of it is, is the players and even the staff who weren't invested in what we valued which is the, the things you can control are not with us anymore and it wasn't I mean it wasn't a lot of guys it was just like the guys who couldn't either either uh, weren't going to class or, or they weren't doing what they're supposed to be doing off the field we'll never cut a guy for performance reasons because we're going to develop them and we're going to care about them but ultimately if you can't do what you can control which is showing up to class and you know, doing the bare minimum off the field, then you know, it's not going to work out. One of Heenan's philosophies is that he never asks his athletes to do anything that he wouldn't do himself. He takes an all-for-one approach and makes sure that his team realizes that every individual player has a unique opportunity to help and ask questions. He also has an open-door policy for potential changes. 
So, like, for example, last year when I was an assistant, I had a player who essentially not called me out, but he was like, hey, like, we need to be more organized in our early work. So I had to, like, swallow my ego and be like, yeah, you're right. So I spent – it was so efficient, you know what I mean, because I was willing to listen to my players. Like, I spent the extra time to kind of meet them. Heenan's coaching philosophy has caught the eye of the Major League Hitting Coordinators as well. An unnamed professional organization brought Heenan in via Zoom to speak about his specific approach to hitting. It was kind of like, hey, this is the topic we want to talk about. So, like, they're like, hey, we want to talk about how you, like, how I program for vision and timing. The one time we talked about how I program for, uh, like, velocity training or how I program hitters in the offseason or how I program like what I do for this situation. And we just sat down like this and I shared my screen and whatever I did. And that organization talked about what they did. Um, so it was almost like that in that sense, it was like comparing notes. With a sport in which failure is so interconnected, Heenan puts a lot of emphasis on reframing strikeouts and errors. Donald Miller once said that, quote, if a batter fails 70% of the time, he'll still end up in the Hall of Fame. The game of baseball is fueled by micro failures, but the outcome is improvement. I don't program for your feelings. I program for you to get better. So if you're failing a lot, um, you're getting better in the, in the process. I mean, like if you're lifting weights, you don't want to fail every set. But if you're getting to a point where you can't squat a weight, I mean, you're getting stronger because you're moving the weight up. Um, if you're, you know, you know, I think there's always it's forms of scaffolding. But um, yeah, that's really our process. You're not there's no winners and losers. There's only winners and learners. Coaching a team through a rebuilding season and a coaching change is difficult, but Heenan gets rewarded every time he hears his process being echoed. So, like, I would always say, hey, like, hit your red light. Now you hear guys saying, hey, hit your red light. You know what I mean? And that's where I was like, okay, we're now going in the right direction. Because I believe character goes with you everywhere. So if the integrity and character of our team is that this is what we do all the time, then we need to do it all the time. Salem Baseball's 2021 schedule has effectively either been postponed or canceled. But as Heenan acknowledges, quote, the grind never stops. He says that he's exactly where he wants to be. This has always been what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a head coach and I wanted to build an environment that's worth being in and get better in the process. So, so like the baseball part is secondary because like if you go back to character process result, I'm never going to get the result I want if I before have a good process. But also before that, if I don't reinforce and make the kids character better. Um, so I always go back to that, and they know that. At least they should know that. They don't know it by now. I didn't do a good job teaching it to them, I guess. So, um, But I would say it just starts with, hey, life and then baseball. That's all for now on Close Your Mentality. I'm your host, Julia Mellett. See you all next week when Dr. Eddie O'Connor and I talk about our relationship with pain and the impact of injury rehabilitation on the mental game. See you next Wednesday.